Good morning, Rabbi Sai. <laughs> All the way from Chicago, from Chodrov. I was so desperate that I started recruiting my own mishpacha. <laughs> I begged my father-in-law to come, <laughs> just to say, I don't chep him anymore. He said, fine, he will, but I don't see him here. Uh, Today, Shir sponsored Lili Nishmas, my maternal grandmother, Chava Shretz, Chava Bas Rabbi Yeshua. May today's learning be a for her neshama and a source for comfort for the family of Romeir Farkovitz, Israel and Stephen Perlich. On the yard side of his father, Yomin Ben Rib Shmuel Ben Yomin Perlich. All of us, Shalom. And Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, from Faivish. L'chvoyt simchas anesun shel achosim ben tzina koyen in baz giloi no adas perlman mahadodo ev shchage Faivish. But oilim bekinyan ashlim zea binyan. Parnas achoydish. By Michael Bemela, in memory of his mother, Dvoyer Fego Bashmol, and father-in-law Menachem Mendel ben Elchanan, Zuchanan Lebracha, may the merit, may he, and the merit to make it to Umar Rosh Hashanah this year. Rabbi Yisrael, one, one of the most unique emails received in a long time. The author of this email is Moshe Feinstein. Guess who that is? He was Nifter writer of Moshe. This is a great grandson. My name is Moshe Feinstein. I'm Baruch Hashem Alamidaf Yomi, but this is not going to be another email about how incredible you and Yashir are. Although I will say that you have accomplished with Yashir and the lives you've changed, it's truly incredible. Anyways, I have a, teenage, I have a brother who's a teenager and needs some chizuk. I made time to learn with him, complete Mesech Desmachus, in order to give him some encouragement. I drove up to Camp Yeshiva Staten Island. While I was there, I sat down to speak with my grandfather, Reb Reuven Feinstein, for a few minutes. After we were done our conversation, he said to me, you're not going to believe this, Reb you're not going to believe this. I want you to check how many hits I have. What he's referring to was the Meaningful People podcast, which you were episode 50, and my grandfather was episode 51. I told him that although I have an iPhone, the brass is blocked by my wife, I can't check. So when we were eating at the CM barbecue, my grandfather asked my father, how many hits do I have? My father responded that he had 10,000. Do I have more than that other guy? My grandfather asked. Who said my father? Stefanski? You're not gonna beat Stefanski. He's at 16,000. My grandfather then asked, how come his family isn't sitting there clicking on it hundreds of times to make him look good? Listen, my mishpacha is larger than his mishpacha. We got 5,000 of us. We could all go like this, click, 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 click. Doesn't work, Rabbi. YouTube knows how many clicks you do. It's one per mishpacha. I thought you would find this to be cute. Yes. Wow. It's good to know how many hits I have. Last time I checked, it was a thousand. Unbelievable. Even I don't check. How does Shiva have time to check? No, I'm just kidding. I check every five minutes. <laughs> Shmuel Bornstein. So, uh, not really. Shmuel. Uh, second, based on the emails that you read, it sounds like your sense of humor and Lebedekai style doesn't get fully appreciated over YouTube. Clearly, the in-person guys love it or else they wouldn't come. Is it possible to have someone edit the video before posting? or to have two YouTube videos, full version with jokes and the edited version for the serious chevra. 
Lomenigora, why should the serious guys, those guys that, that the real Litvaks, why shouldn't they enjoy life a little bit? So what they do is, they do enjoy, but they don't tell anybody they enjoy, as I told you the Maisa, didn't I tell you the Maisa? Mendy Oyerbach was in one of the frumest minyanim uh, in Ramah B'Chemesh, like a real Haredi place. And a guy came over to him and he goes, Huh? Mark Ashkenazi showed up today, huh? And he's like, you, you watch the shir? He goes, shh, don't tell anybody. Like a real, the whole beard, the whole zach. <laughs> Anyways, Maisa Shahaya, Maisa Shahaya. All right, uh, what else do we have here? Do we have some time? Listen, what happened was I got, I'm not exaggerating, 10, 15 emails maybe, maybe, I don't know, between 10 and 15 emails about what happened yesterday in Zoom. Apparently some Zoom bombers, and especially at the Kotel, there's some Nazi and some even worse stuff than that. And the only one that had uh, access, and, and it was the, the administrator was Gary, and Gary Schlufen yesterday, as we know, and that's why I was unmuted and muted. He was unmuting and muting me. He wanted to grab my attention because people were in the base marriage and the shear room overlap. They were supposed to show this recorded shear. Anyway, it was a little bit of a mess, and it annoyed a lot of people. So the good news is that Gary and Mark Ashkenazi worked it out today. Uh, Mark is the administrator. It has, it has nothing to do with these emails. Gary wasn't aware of these emails when he set it up with, with Mark. So we have Akar Satoyev. For all that all these guys do, they, go be, they, they have full-time jobs and they're working like every day getting up. And so here's one. I'm not going to read all the other ones that say, get another administrator in there. He's, he says like this. This is from Avi Sherman. Uh, things could have been short, things could have been handled a little bit better. Uh, da, 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 da. You've all come a long way in the last 19 months and never expected anybody to come what it has so quickly. I know it's going to the outsider watching evolution. A biggest credit to Gary, Yosef, Yeshua, and the crew who always go above and beyond their job titles involved in your bringing Torah to the masses, including and not least of which is yourself, not only for the last 19 months but a long time before that. May you have continued slocha on this daf endeavor. And may you continue to be my Ritz Torah, Lerabim, Admeh Ve'estrim, all the best to Avi. So Yishkoyach, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's, it is a growing and a learning experience. And Be'ezer Shem, we'll, we'll have it, one day we'll have it down packed. We had a lot of issues lately with the, with the sound and the video. The kids are working on it. Growing pains. This is from Pinchas Rubenstein, a picture of him. And he says, uh, with my MDY recruiter and one of my best friends from Yeshiva, Ha'avrech ha'chashev reblaibi David. Reblaibi is in our koilo, the MDY koilo. I forgot to tell you that my chavrusa got a 99 on Dirshu, which I'm telling you is, I don't know if there's 10 people in Eretz that got a 99, but we got another guy in the koilo, Yochum got a 100. So maybe, I don't know. I think it's like extremely rare, especially that I spoke to the head guy and he said they don't give 99s out. Uh, but all those incentives I think are working. They're really, skin asoy from tarba chachma. P.S. I still enjoy the eight minute daf when it comes. P.P.S. I'm begging you, please, please, and get the Shabbos newsletter sent out earlier. That has to do with Moshe Hirsch, not me. Uh, we don't have printers ready. Keep on daffing. Uh, something from Green Park, Modine Elit, MDY branch director, Pinchas Alevi, Rubenstein. Here he is. So Levi is with the hat. Pinchas Rubenstein is without the hat. Yishkoyach. And here we go. Today is daf Yud Tess. Says the Gemara, we are holding four lines down. Tanan. So yesterday we had a machlekes Abayin Rava. In Achsadra, Achsadra 
is the overhang in front of the homes. And the overhang is made for the overhang itself in the house. Certainly not, the over, the over, everybody agrees, the overhang is not made for the central courtyard. So that is the machloikas, do we say the thickness of this overhang, which is at least a tefak, tefak thick, does it go down, invisible wall go down on all three sides? Abaye says it goes down. We do a good aches, we do a pitikra, yorid v'soysim. The mouth of this ceiling, this tikra, comes downwards. Halacha l'moshim v'sinai, again, not something that we understand. It's all halacha l'moshim v'sinai. Says Abaye, it works even though the pitikra is, it was built for that way, for inside the home, that way but not for in the yellow area and into the courtyard. Says the Gemara, it's not. So we want to ask a question on Abaya. By the way, we want to say Yishkoyach to Rabbi Eichenstein, Rabbi Pinchas Eichenstein from the Shul, and I want to say a tremendous Yishkoyach to Rabbi Brody for allowing us to use his base medrash on Tui for, I don't remember how many days, four or five days, so Yishkoyach to him. He's been a big uh, family friend. He's a chavrusa with my brother-in-law for many, many years. I don't know, 15 years or more. So yishkoyach to him and yishkoyach to Rabbi Pinchas Eichenstein. So if you're here in Chicago, please make this a big one. Ami, you want to come over here to the front for a second? I want to, I want to introduce you to the Eilam. I know you're a big one of. Ami Valensky, I once spoke about him this year a while ago. Ami, I was involved in... It's unbelievable. It's a big schus to have him here. Ami. Ami was a little bit of a Talmud, right? A little bit. We went with the Arsameh trip. A lot. Okay, a lot. I say a little. From here, he was a student here in Chicago in university. He was not religious at the time. And we went to Eretz Yisrael. And we had a great time. We learned a lot of Torah together. And today, look at him, he's learning the daf, and he has how many, three children? Uh, one on, uh, four, fourth on the way in a, in a couple weeks. Fourth on the way, mazel tov, and they all go to from, from, yeshivas, b'shatoy, m'sachah, so unbelievable. He's great for joining us in the daf. How long are you doing the daf with, with me? I started sukkah. Sukkah, wow! It's a big zach. So you see, it all comes around full circle. How many years ago was that, that we went there to stroll? Eleven. Eleven years ago, twelve years ago, unbelievable. All right, kol kavod. You remember the story? I don't know if you remember that you once called me up that you're keeping kosher. I don't want to get into it now. The crazy story. Okay. I shut up on Pesach randomly. No, no, no. <laughs> you ordered from like a downtown restaurant kosher sandwich. And I didn't know that there's any kosher sandwiches downtown. You don't remember? We'll talk about it a different time. Yes, things, things changed a lot. Okay, beautiful. So here we are. So we're talking about this Achsadra. And the achsadro is more than four amas away from the house. Doesn't work. Vamai. Who cares if it's four amas away? Who cares if it's 20 amas away? If you're talking about doifen akuma. So four amas makes a lot of sense. This thing has to be less than four amas. The width. But if we're not talking about a doifen akuma, we're just talking about a concept of pitikra yoyvisaisam. So it doesn't matter how far away this P-Tikra is from the house. It could be a hundred amas away. You could still invoke P-Tikra Yoyver Soysim. Tirgimorava. Now, I just want to point out here. It is sukkah. And sukkah, it's a beautiful masechta. But it's hard to find, like, you know, the musr and the, the... 
I found here, look at this, Tirgum Rava. Rava is asking a question on Abaya. Abaya is not around. So Rava says, let me answer it for Abaya. It's about Emes. It's not about winning and beating the other guy. It's about Torah. And if this is the truth, if I could give a good answer and help my friend out, even though we're in a huge argument here, I'm going to help him out. And one thing I thought, Stam, to make it more geschmack, to remind the Olam about Abai and Rava, it could be Abai wasn't around simply because he was Nifter. And what happened was, Abai married a woman called Chaima. Chaima, very interesting story. She had two husbands that died, and Abai was her third. And Rava said, hey, Rebbe holds that a Katlanis is after two. A woman who kills two husbands, you're not supposed to marry her. Why did you marry her? And sure enough, Abaya died. Then when she came to, to ask for Ksuba, she, told, she went to Rava's Besdin. And she told Rava that she wants wine. And Rava said, I know that Nachmeni, Abaya doesn't drink wine. This is a good morning, Ksubas. And she said, it's not true. And she kind of rolled up her sleeve and she went like this. And Rava saw, and it was Erva. Now let her roll up your sleeve past your elbow. And Rava saw it, a whole Misa with a Taiva. He ran home. Rava's wife found out about this and she beat her up, chased her out of the town, and said, You already killed three husbands. You want to kill my husband too? With Taiva and whatever? Arois. Anyway, it's a very interesting story. I'm just sticking it in here because why does Rava have to answer for Abaya? Maybe Abaya wasn't around. Maybe it's at that time that he was already nifter. But what's the answer? What happened was, beautiful. You're thinking to yourself, typically it would be like this. That the schach, I don't know if you could see, but the schach, you want to position the schach on top of your chsadra. How, otherwise the schach is going to fall in. Not in this case. This case they were able to, I don't know if you could see the picture, but it's flush with the P tikra. If this is the P tikra, what, what are we going to call this in English? The reveal, the, the what? Somebody? The face of it. So the schach is with the face. So what, what happens? If you don't have a face, you can't go downwards. You can't go down if you don't see the face. You don't see the face because the, the, the schach is flush with the, flight, with the face. It doesn't allow you to see the face. I was, I was actually in the middle of building this. My first sukkah from Masechah Sukkah, but I ran out of time. It's fine, because I think these pictures do a good job. Yeah, are you able to see those the pictures? So that's on top, not flush. And this right over here is flush. Okay? Good. Next. Besura Masin Lush Maitzah by Lishna. Okay, that, that fits in fine with Surah. However, they read it a little different. So remember yesterday, we were talking about that doesn't have p'tzimim, does have p'tzimim. Let's see if we have the picture here. Not here. I know I brought it somewhere. Here. These guys are p'tzimim. These pieces of wood that are not three t'fachim away from each other. So, if it doesn't have the pieces of wood, why, why, according to everybody's apostle, and I don't say because I'm going to say because the, the face was not made for the courtyard. The face of that overhang was made for the overhang in the house. 
So there's no pitik or yari in that case. Yeshlop tzimin, but if it has the pieces of wood, these guys, these pieces of wood that run up and down, Incredible! Why in the world would Rava say puzzle? There's love wood. There's, there's less than three tzvachim between each piece of wood. So why is this not a perfect wall? The answer is... Why don't you say lavud? What in the world? So yesterday this tzaddik AB asked a beautiful question and guess what? I got at least four emails saying that the Kashi Yimachavin to the Archlaner and the, 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 maybe the Ran talks about different things. Beautiful, beautiful Kasha. They were very nispal from the kid. The kid from Chicago. That's a beautiful Kasha. 11 year old. So I was, I was like, wow. Okay, at least it's not the Taisas, Mufurish Taisas over here or something, or Rashi. Wow, it's Archlaner. I don't have to know every Archlaner, but I should have thought about the Kasha anyway. Fine. Rav Omar Emrin But why not? So now we're going to have to say the same svara. Oh, Rabbi Isai, if he, this guy right over here, he's doing it very, very, he's talented. Get, get, come here, get over here. This is Yoel, everybody, you see Yoel? <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to be on videos by mistake. He was just showing, he was taking pictures. Okay, okay. very good. He, whatever, this is, we're not going to say, okay. Okay, fine. So, Wow. Yeah. Rabbi Ramasulam really loved. Why don't you say loved? But you always say loved. The answer is because the ptsimin are not made for the courtyard. The ptsimin are made for the other side. They're made for the house. And when they're made for the house, we don't say loved in that case, says Rava. Unbelievable. You remember the beautiful Rashi yesterday? If you have a physical wall, bricks and mortar, then it doesn't matter. You can't say, oh, I built the wall for the inside, not for the outside. Then, of course, I can use the wall for the outside also. When it comes to halacha l'moshim Sinai, it has to do, says Rava, with where I built this wall for. And love it only works in one direction, according to Rava. Abai says, no way. This halacha doesn't work in two directions. It's only good asik, good aches. But love it is different, says Abai. Rava says, no, they're all the same. It depends on which direction you built the wall for. The halacha is that we always say lavud, no matter what direction, but when it comes to good achis and good asik, then it matters where the wall is. Rav Ashi says, the Gemara Ashi, Rav Ashi found Rav Kahana using an achsadro, that doesn't have wood. Now what's interesting is, you have to add here, well, it's, it becomes obvious from the Gemara soon, We're only talking about a two-walled, uh, two walls that he built. And the Achsadra acts as the third wall. Don't you hold like Rava? Usually we're passing like Rava. Now, it doesn't have Psimim, this wall, this Achsadra. So how could you use that one wall as your third wall. A sukkah needs three walls. Two are great, but the third wall, you want to use a p'tikra, one p'tikra. But Rava says you can't do that. Why not again? Because the p'tikra, the, the wall is made for the inside, not for the outside. The whole, the whole overhang was not made for your sukkah in your courtyard. It was made for the inside. <laughs>
so he shows him, oh, there's a little trick here. No, in fact, I have three walls. There's a, the third wall is a tefach, you just don't see it. What is going on here? So when we learned Eruvin, and this is Eruvin Daf Tezvov, I was able to pull out the picture of Baruch Hashem and print it. I'm going to go from the, from the back and we'll, go, we'll work our way backwards. If you are walking in the Mavoy, and there's a lechi, but it's an invisible lechi. I don't know if you could tell right over here. The wall is indented. But when you're walking down the mavi, you don't see it. You only see it when you're coming this direction. So that's nirim ebachutz. Over here, it's the opposite, this case. If you're walking over here, you see the lechi by this yellow arrow. But when I'm coming from the Rishus Harabim in, I don't see the lechi. It's flush with the wall. So these are two lechis that are hidden in different ways. Either one is hidden looking from the Mavi towards the Rishus Rabbim, it's, you can't see it, or looking from the Rishus Rabbim to the Mavi, you can't see it. Says, Rav Kahana, that's exactly what happened to my sukkah, take a look, if you, you use a magnifying glass, like the Kalashon did, they blew it up, you could see there's a little bit of a lechi, one tefach lechi here. You were looking from outside over here, you didn't notice it, or, this is very interesting, I had a big problem with this, but then I saw that the Rishonim discuss it, the, the lechi, the, the, not the lechi, the third wall is facing outside of the sukkah. And for whatever reason, that works. Now, they ask, and Tysus kind of talks about it maybe. When it comes to lechi, we're talking about just the heker for people to notice. So, what's the difference where it is? It's inside, outside. But we're talking about a wall. You need three walls, midairaisa, you need a wall. So, how's this wall that sticks outside into your backyard, how's that going to work as a wall? Okay, it works. The kids are, there's a, what he's trying to say is that there's a third wall. You, have, you need two regular walls and the third one is a tefach. And we have it. You just don't see it. Says Gemara. So let's see it inside. And that's the picture I showed you in the beginning. If you could see it from the Rosh Hashanah, but from within the Mavah, you don't notice it. It's a good Lachi. Same Halacha we could apply here, says the Gemara. So we had this Halacha. We mentioned it once or twice, and we, we decided what it was back then. The Gemara is going to give us four different ways to learn the Halacha called if schach continues outside of your sukkah, or we'll see maybe it's even inside the sukkah, it's like the sukkah. What does it mean? So, shot number one is, you have schach that comes outside and creates a second sukkah behind your sukkah. This is sukkah number one. And over here, you want to use this area behind your sukkah as a sukkah. As the Gemara Vibinim Shalish Tvanais, you need three walls. Like in this picture, it has three. One, two, three. You need seven by seven. You need good schach. It has everything. It has everything. So it's a perfect sukkah. Maybe the wall, you created a whole sukkah 
for the inside. You never thought, you never intended when you built it that it's going to be an outside little sukkah for your kid or whatever. Amaloi, it maybe it shouldn't be kosher. Kamash Malan, it is kosher even though you didn't have the proper kavana. Rabbi Yosef, this is what we learned up until now. Your sukkah is this size, up until this wall. But you have one wall that keeps on going and going, and the schach continues with it. That's psala yotzimina sukkah. That this entire area right here does not have a hechsher sukkah, it doesn't have three walls. It only has one long wall with a lot of schach. It's a continuation of the other sukkah. And there's one long wall. I'll think that it doesn't have the extra sukkah, and that it's okay. So, if you think about it, this is a typical sukkah that we said that is two walls and one wall is a tefach. Isn't every sukkah that has two walls and one wall tefach is a psala yitzim and a sukkah betzim? Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe if you do a nice serious wall, so you're showing if it's a tefach, okay. I'm just saying my own chiddush here. I don't know if it's true at all. If you do one tefach, so you're showing that you didn't have enough money to buy a wall, so you're putting up a tefach and you mean it to be 100 feet long. But let's say you make a wall that's 10 feet long, so maybe you're showing, hey, my sukkah is stopping at 10 feet. So that, that might be a bigger chiddush, that even past the 10 feet, like in this, in this case, you know, this is a nice seven, foot, uh, seven tefach wall at least, in the picture. So I think maybe you wanted to stop there, Kamash Mulan, it continues all the way out here. Okay, whatever. Rabbi Rabbachan Omar Rabbi Yerichan, another Pshat. You have a perfectly good schach, like in this picture. But one small part of the schach, as in this picture, beautifully depicts, it's chamoso meruba mitziloso. Over here, you don't have a good enough schach. I'll think that it should become possible. If so, if that's your pshat, what does it mean? Where is it going out of the sukkah? It's going away from the heksher. It's not 100% kosher because it doesn't have enough schach. It's okay. Now, the Mechaber says, very interesting, there's two halachas in Hamas and Ruben Tzilasa, and that is that, first of all, you need that in most of the sukkah, area of the sukkah, here, yo, sit, do me a favor, sit down, thanks. Most of the area of the sukkah should be Tzilasa, Meruba, Mechamasa. In every part of the sukkah should be tzilasim rubuchamasa. In addition to being tzilasim rubuchamasa, in addition that there should be in, in total 51% schach and 49% sun, in all of the sukkah there, should be, there shouldn't be areas like this. In any, because look, this sukkah, take a look. Over here you have at least 51% schach. But the shukhanarach paskins, Allah, you shouldn't. There shouldn't be any area of the sukkah that's chamasim rubim tzilasa, so it creates a problem. Sort of what we discussed yesterday. It has to go through the whole sukkah, a, or it should be something very chashav, like a tefach or roishav ruba kind of thing that would passel a sukkah. But the Ramah says 
that if there's one area that's seven by seven tfachim, that's chamosa, merubim tzilasa, that could passel it. So, just as a heads up, ayin cham. Don't, in other words, when you're doing your sukkah, don't say, oh, I have at least 51% of schach. You should also be aware of every area of the sukkah. Certainly shouldn't have a seven by seven area that, that, that's problematic. Says the Gemara. Next. Rabbi Omar, what does psal hayoytim in a sukkah mean? A noob shot. We're talking about a very small sukkah, a seven by seven sukkah. And there's three tefach of pasuschach. Okay? Pasuschach. What's pasuschach? Metal. Let's see if there's a picture here. I'm sure there is. Yes. Here we go. Here's a seven by seven. And there's an area right in the middle, a little bit less than three. Of metal. What does it mean? If you notice before it said Hechshir Sukkah, now it says Torah Sukkah, because before we're dealing with Kosher Schach, it's just not enough, so it's Hechshir Sukkah. Now we're dealing with Pasal Schach, so it's Torah Sukkah. It's not even in the parsha of a Sukkah. It should only be, it should be worse than ear. Now we know that ear is worse than pasulschach, but this shouldn't be worse than ear. If it's less, if it's less than three tfachim, and it's ear, doesn't pasul sukkah. So why would metal pasul sukkah when metal is better than ear? Omele Rabbo, Omele Rebbe Abba, Zeh, this the Pasel Schach, Mitzvah Revi Shenim Tachtov. You're right, it is better. But you could actually sleep underneath it. Vizeh, but the ear, Mitzvah Revi Shenim Tachtov. So, if you look real, real quickly, there's two categories. There's Pasel Schach and there's Avir. Pasel Schach, Pasel's Fortfachim. And if it's a small sukkah, it passes with three tfachim. Three tfachim is enough to ruin your small sukkah because why? Not because that's enough bad schach, but just because you don't have enough good schach. And you're not allowed to sleep underneath it. And very interesting, just remember that if it's bad schach, metal, if it's next to the wall, then you go all the way four amas because of Daifan Akuma. And if we're going to talk about ear, ear passes with three tfachim. It doesn't matter, even a small sukkah, even a large sukkah, three tfachim. And you're not allowed to sleep underneath it. Says the Gemara. The Gemara has a beautiful kasha. How is it possible that ear could go combine with schach and you have a kosher sukkah, but you cannot sleep underneath it? It's good enough to make your sukkah kosher, but it's not good enough for you to sleep underneath it. How's that possible? Omar Rabbi Yitzchok ben El Yoshiv in. I didn't have time. I should have checked to see how many times he's brought that in Shas. Probably only once. Yes, we have this concept. Tit Hanoroik Yuchiach. 
when it comes to a mikvah, a mikvah, one of the things that you cannot be toivel in is mud. But if you have some mud that you add to the water, then you could have 40 saw together with the mud and all the other things also that are not mitzvah too, that are brought down in Rashi, uh, snow, barad, uh, kfar, glid, all this stuff, melach. So again, if you're going to toivel in a 100% mud, not yaitza. It's not a tefillah. But if you have 39 saw of water and one saw of mud, you are, it's a good tefillah. So once again, you have the idea that it, it's enough to be mitzvah, to help you out, but to use it alone, you can't, you can't use it. So you're not going to be able to, to, to sleep underneath ear, but the ear is good enough to help you. Sukkot, it says, beautiful kash on it, different pshat, okay. Also like tefillah, and you're not yoytze tefillah if you just are toivel in mud. We're talking about mud that's very, very liquidy. Mud that could go from cup to cup, says Rashi. We turn to your testament base, sponsored by the MDY Tilling Group. For all those who need shiduchim refusing shuas, please join tehillim.8mindaf.com. By the way, just reading this, I can tell you right now that the lighting here is much better for me. I'm just, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's directed on the Gemara. So Yishkoyach Techadrov. The official Mishnah is sponsored by Fischl. The Heilige Mishnah says, If you make your sukkah like a hut. We're not going to, this is the Rambam Pshat, but okay. Here is Rashi's Pshat. A trif, a tipi. Now, what's wrong with this? The problem with this is that there's no defined wall or ceiling. They're both the same. We don't know what's what. And the fact that we don't know what's what creates an issue here. The same exact idea. You leaned it up against a wall. So it's a wall and a ceiling all on one. What is it? I don't know. It's both. Rebelezer says it's possible. In the Gemara, we're going to see that perhaps it's not Rebelezer, it's Chachamim. They switch around the names. But again, Rebelezer says this is not considered an oil. It doesn't, if it's not defined, a roof, a ceiling, it's not an oil. It's not a sukkah. The Chachamim, Achshirim, Chachamim say it's a good sukkah. Says the Gemara Tana, if you lift up the wall, any one of these walls, the teepee, the, the, the one leaning against here, you lift it up, a tefach, you see? A little, you put a little stand on it. It's all good. Why? Because, first of all, lavud closes it off. But there's a defined wall. But you hear the chap here, it's beautiful. How tall does a wall have to be? Ten tefachim. Over here, we're, we're doing two things. We're going to be using this unknown material as the wall, but the defined portion is one tefach. It's a nice chap. You don't need a defined ten tefachim. You just need to define that there's a wall and a ceiling. A uh, what? I don't know what it is. It, all it's doing is it's serving one purpose. To say there's two things going on here. There's a wall and a ceiling. How much is the wall and the ceiling? I don't know. I have at least one tefach. Plus I'm going to use some of this for my wall also. Foundation, not foundation. The bottom line is, yeah, you hear what's going on here? Halachically I define the wall, but it's not enough for a wall. It's only one tefach. I need ten tefachim for a wall. 
Okay, for that I'll use the rest that goes this way. Here, same idea. I define the ceiling by moving it away and creating a tefach gap on top, right over here. That also is enough. Now I have two things. I have a wall and a ceiling. That is kosher. My time I have the Rabbanon. Chachamim hold. Forget it. We just said Rebbe Yadzer. Even Rebbe Yadzer says that it's possible. He admits that if you raise it, a tefach, it's okay. And if you make it, if you distance it from the wall of the tefach, it's also okay. But Chachamim say you don't need to. A shipua. An incline is also, an angle is also considered an oil. It's considered an oil. So if it's considered an oil, it's considered a sukkah. So now let me ask you a question. If you have a tipi bed, a kilas chasanim, remember those kilas chasanim here, I have a picture. That was three That's a whole different sukkah, not in sukkah. We didn't learn in sukkah. Not yet. But over here, you don't have a tefach. Over here, you don't have a tefach. But it goes on an angle. It's a nice chasen bed. We had a sugi about this. If you hold that shipuyei oyalim is a oil, this is considered a oil. So you would not be allowed to sleep in this in the sukkah. Because now you're sleeping in a oil in a sukkah, and that's a problem. But if you hold that this is nothing, this is not an oil like Rebbe Yezer. This is not an oil. So nothing. I, I could sleep in a blanket in my sukkah. That I'm not sleeping in an oil. In a, in a, so Mela, it's okay. That's the next sukkah right here. Abaye Ashkechel Rav Yosef, the Kogoni Bikilas Chasanim B'Sukkah. Abaye met his Rebbe, the famous Rav Yosef. Remember Rav Yosef became blind, sick, forgot his Torah. Abaye kept on reminding him. So he sees his Rebbe sleeping in one of these beautiful here. I don't know why, but they decided to paint it night. Like in the beginning of the Masechta was a blah. Now it's nice and purple, Geshmaka, Sephardi style. Huh? Ah, it's Rav Yosef. Yeah, it's Chashem. Like the Rosh Hashiva deserves. It even has flowers over here. Oh, Maisa, wow. Oh, my leg, Kiman. How are you sleeping in it? Kirbali Yezer? Again. Because Rebbe Yezer holds this is not counted as a sukkah. If it's not counted as a sukkah, it's not an oil. If it's not an oil, it's not a problem to sleep in it inside another sukkah. Because it's nothing. What's the problem if you hold like Rebbe Yezer? You're going like a yachid. You're going like the single... Manda Omar and not like Chachamim. Shafkis Rabbanon v'Avdekir Bliyazer. You're leaving the Rabbim, the Rabbanon, and you're going like a Das Yachad? Omar Leh, you're not going to believe this. Brais Ibchatani. The names are reversed in the Mishnah. Rebliyazer Machshir. Rebliyazer says that it's a good sukkah, and therefore it's an oil, and therefore you're not allowed to sleep in it inside the sukkah. It's Chachamim who say, this is nothing. It's not a sukkah. And if it's not a sukkah, it's not a bed. It's, it's okay to sleep in it in a sukkah. And Mimela, I am going like the rabbi. I'm going like Rabbanon. But I have another problem. The Mishnah is going like one single person called Rabbi Nassan who says it's Rabbi Yezer Paisel. Hold on, I'm sorry I skipped something. The question is that 
you're leaving a b'raisa. That's the question. How? Rabbi Yosef, I don't understand, Rabbi. You're going to go like a b'raisa, not like a mishnah? Mishnahs are much more powerful than a b'raisa. I don't go like the Mishnah because the Mishnah is a das yachid, the sign of the Kosekim in Trivet, the Mishnah is a das yachid called Rebbe Nassan. Therefore, I prefer to go with the Brysa and Mimela, I sleep in Akilas Hasanim. Whew! Okay. Next Mishnah, the official Mishnah, sponsored by Fischl. It goes very, very simple. Machzeles is something like this. We use this today as schach, right? This is probably the most popular schach today. What is it called? The mats. The mats. I forgot what it's called in our It's not called mats, something else. Kindness. Kindness. If it was made for schach, according to everybody, it's kosher. If it's made for sleeping on, according to everybody, it's mikabel tuma, and it's puzzle. The whole sugi is going to be, what if we don't know? It was stam. Now we're going to see today, at least today, that if it's a large one, everybody's going to agree that it's made for schach, and there's no shayla at all, everybody says it's kosher. The only machlex is going to be, if it's a baby one, do they make it for sleeping, or do they make it for schach? That is the whole sugi in a nutshell. Says the Mishnah. Machzel is kanim gedoyla, if you have a very large one, large means larger than a human being. If it was made for sleeping on, what's the chiddush? Big chiddush. This typically cannot be mikabel tumma. Why? Because it's called pshute kliates. Any flat wood is not mikabel tumma. The only time a wood can be mikabel tumma is if it has a base kibble. If it has a receptacle, a receptacle, yeah? If it doesn't receive anything, it's not Mikabotoma. So this doesn't receive. But if you decide that it's for sleeping, sleeping is a real bad, bad. It's a big no-no. Then it's tummy medris, azav, zava, yeledis, nida, all these things, metamid, when they sit on it, sleep on it. So memela. If you made it specifically for sleeping on, then it's and you can't use it as schach. But if it was made deliberately for schach, like in our generation, these mats are made for schach, then you use it for schach and it's not mekabotumah. And the Gemara is going to explain everything, because it's a little bit vague what's going on here. Rebbe Lezer says it doesn't matter. A small one, a large one, if he made it for sleeping on it, then it's mekabel tuma, and he can't use it as schach. But if he made it for schach, what is going on here? So, real quickly, sort of. Again, not to pass based on what I'm saying, just on what I think I saw. You ask your local rabbi, but the Mishnah Bura says that we're talking about over here in a place that all these reeds, these reed mats, were made for sleeping. This is typical in those days to make it for sleeping. What's interesting is, what if a guy says, but I don't want it for sleeping. I'm making mine not to sleep. Too bad. But it's made for sleeping. No, so what about in nowadays? So we have to say that nowadays things have changed. 
and even the Mishnah Bureau would agree that you could change it. And even in those places that they do sleep on it, and say that you could decide then that you want it for schach. Going one problem. There is a Rashba, and the Mogan Avram brings him down, that says that if you take small pieces, small slats of wood, and you connect them with nails, or like in this case, with other reeds, there's a problem of Xeras Tikro. It looks like a roof. So how do we use this stuff today? So there's a lot of Dion and Achreidim, and they say it's not a problem at all. Why? Because that is talking about where rain can't even get in there. It literally looks like a Tikro, like a ceiling. A. Rav Osner says it's not, it's not a problem because it folds up. It, it, it rolls up. There's no Xeras Tikra. Nobody's going to confuse something that rolls into a, into a, 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 you know, a, a five-inch thing and they're going to think that, oh, I can use my house. The kids are all these different reasons. That's why the place can say this is 100% good. Fine. They do have schach, the water can't come in, and do the G'dalim say something about it? You, you're talking about those little, the bamboos that are, yeah. one go, goes this way, one goes that way? It's cool stuff. But I don't know that that, it's a, no, you have to be inside. Those are not connected. It's like, if they are connected and the rain doesn't go in, then it's Xeris Tikra. You're talking about something that's just piece and piece. Are they tied together? I don't know how it works. I have no idea. What? They're not tied together. Like gutters, they're not tied together. Mimela, the Rashba doesn't apply. The Rashba is talking about when they are nailed to each other. Jonathan Austin, Shom Aleichem. All right. Zog to Gemara. Hagufakasha. All we're trying to get to, this is a classic Gemara question on the Mishnah. When the Mishnah is vague, so the Gemara says, oh, I can be medayik both ways, and then it's a contradiction like in the Mishnah. So that's what we're going to do here. I'll go for Kasha. I have a contradiction here. Amris, it says in the Mishnah, so the Shechivim Kabel's Tumah, if it's made for sleeping, then it is Mekabel Tumah, therefore, you can't use it as Chach. It says, because you made it for sleeping. So if I want to just infer from that, make a deal, I'll say, but what if you didn't do it for sleeping? What if you just stopped? You produced it. You, didn't, you don't know why. Whatever they want to do with it. But if it's stam, it would be automatically for schach. Okay. So that means stam, without any specification, means it's for schach. But then it says in the Mishnah, If I made it specifically for schach, great. Therefore, it's not And then I can infer from that, the exact reverse. Time the saw the seagull. It's only because I made it specifically for schach. Over here comes out, if I infer the opposite, I'll infer that if I made it stam without any specification, it's for sleeping and it's possible for Shah. So it's very interesting what the Gemara is saying. Let's go back to the Mishnah. If you can look at second in the Mishnah, let's read it together. If it's a large mat, he made it for sleeping. And now the Mishnah flips and says, if it's a machzelis ktano, then, if it was made for schach, so you have to insert a few words, so to speak. In those days they understood it on their own. This is how they repeated the Mishnahis. 
it was very bekitzer, it was pasha to them. The beginning of the Mishnah was talking about a large mat, and then the Mishnah switches into a small mat. L'sikuch M'zayim was talking about a small mat. Okay. Now, we're going to skip this one and a half lines. Or Ema Seifa, the Marashal sticks in it. Ema Seifa, but let's look at the end. Very good. It's a nice try that you're talking about a B'doy L'Naktana. But how does it fit into the end of the Mishnah, which doesn't make any sense, what you're saying? It says, Rabbi Lezer himself says, I'm saying there's no difference at all. So if he's saying there's no difference at all, you're not going to be able to say, oh, there's a difference between Aktana and and Rabbi Lezer. Because he starts off saying, there is no difference. If you make it for sleeping, then it's Mechavah Tumah. Time of the Sol Shechiva. I'll infer the same exact thing, and guess what? You're not going to be able to answer me anything because he says specifically there's no difference. The what? Time does the shchiva hastam asikuch. The 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 diuk is that if it's stam, it's good. It's for schach. Emaseifa. Let's look at the last part. If he made it specifically for schach, then it's not mekabel tuma. Time does the asikuch. So I'll infer hastam and shchiva. And over here, you can't answer what I answered before, that there's a difference between a and a Ktan. Okay, so that's for today. Today is very partial. Mamish simple. If it's a large mat, then it's made 100%. Nobody buys a 40-foot mat to sleep on. Unless you're Shaq. Did you ever see Shaq's bed? It's It's the size of this room. Okay, if you're 7 feet tall, you weigh 400 pounds, you need a... Okay, fine. Regular people don't need large mats for sleeping. So if you made a large mat, it's for schach. So there's no machlaikis in that. And the whole machlaikis is going to be, what's a small mat? Stam small mat. The stam large mat is for schach. If you have a very small, like that fits a human body, he most likely made it for sleeping, and therefore what? It's possible for schach. No, the stam ktano is for schach. Top of And this is what the Mishnah meant to say, that if it's, if it's a large one, it's kosher for schach, unless he specifically made it for sleeping on it, then it's mekabal Astam Gdoila is always made, says the Gemara at this point, that it's always made for Schach. They should be, if it's too small for a person to die, they should also be crushed. What? If it's too small. Too small? Then what do you make it for? Maybe it's made for a baby. I don't know. What else do you make it for? They start making mats? What are they making mats for? There's only, there's a, how many uses? We have a usage for schach. In those days, they used to sleep on it. What else can you do with it? I don't know. Rug? Who knows? Let's just finish here. Mamish, one, two lines. We're skipping a bunch of lines. Comes Rebbe and says, there's no difference. It's always, stam was always made for schach. Have a wonderful day. Hmm. Rabbi says, should we take a picture? Yes. Y'all says yes. <laughs>